Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that look like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. Welcome back to the SLC Punks podcast. This is your host, Hanson James. And this is Milo. And today we have a guest. Her name is Mary. You may know her as Mare. Mary, what's your Twitter handle? It is MareBear28. I'm pretty Mare sure Bear that's 28. it. Did you go nice. through we got a guest 28 MareBears? All 27 before you landed on MareBear28? Yeah, that's how it worked. No, it's my favorite number. And I'm oh, actually, uh, I'm 28 right now. So it really is working for me this year. And then it won't work there, anymore. There's a lot of but synergy have in a great that one. story forever. <laughs> <laughs> so we brought Mary on. We wanted to start bringing some guests on the show. And I think Mary was great. It's funny. Milo um, called me on the phone and he's like, we got to get some people on the podcast. And have you ever heard of Mary Hunter? And I was like, yeah, we work together. <laughs> Talk to her every day. <laughs> Uh, and then and, I said, uh, we it, brought- "That's not going to work if it's a if if they know you, James. And <laughs> obviously, this is not going to be a good a good fit. All I do is cycle James you. every day at work. Okay, they do. You're like a great fit. Me. You are a great yeah. fit. You're it works. Your I come welcome to know to know me is to know a lot of uh, problematic opinions and out there ideas, and I'm here for it. Today, we're going to talk about one. I think a uh, big reason I wanted to bring Mary on is to talk about George Niang. Today is George Niang yes. Appreciation Day. My boy uh, George. He he's amazing. I uh, love he him. is underutilized, right, Mary? I Tell would say so, yes. Floor more. Um George oh. is great for the team. He you know when George comes in, he brings in this energy to the game. I've seen it in a few things where he comes in and like the energy changes immediately. They're down, he comes in, shoots a couple threes, Everything is electric. Like that's what he does, and he you know, every, sure everything is electric. He buries those threes. Yes, he, you know, he's got that minivan that he's tanking up with the gas. He's, you know, driving to the hoop. It's great. <laughs> Love watching I, him. You are absolutely correct, Mary. And um, I also agree that George Niang. Actually, one of my big predictions this year is I thought George Niang would actually get a lot more play. Although that was partly because I kind of felt like. George Niang is uh, Dennis Lindsay's. I, I actually feel like George Niang is going to be a really big part of the team next year in a lot of I ways. Feel but like, I thought maybe I feel like if we well. go back on podcast, you were banking on Royce O'Neal, and then you said, "I'm going to bank on George Niang because it worked out for me last year." I know. Oh, hey, I was right about uh, George Niang, and I would have been right to uh, <laughs> about uh, or about Royce O'Neal, and I would have been right about George Niang, but they did not make that trade. 
about a certain player I'm just not going to talk about. Don't today. talk about it. Don't hurt my heart, James. <laughs> Gonna, we're just not going to hurt anyone's feelings. I do want to, uh, the one thing I do love, um, my favorite story from Mary is, um, didn't you get to meet George Niang? I did. Mary? And it was terrible. <laughs> Can you ha- I, tell us how you met George Niang? Um, so I was going to a Stars game and I found out he was going to be there signing our autographs. And I was like, this is the best day of my life. And then we get there and I went with my dad. And so it's me and my dad, and we get there, and I see this line and of you're, like, and you're, and just just to review, you're 28. I'm a 28 year old woman, like, and I see okay. this line. Okay. Just just, just wanted to get that out boys. there. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a small child. <laughs> and so I see all these boys, and I'm just like, I cannot go stand in this line with my dad and meet George Yang. And then I was like, you know what? Screw it. It's gonna be terrible. And I'm just going to have to do it. And so I get down there and he just gives me this look like, who are you? Like, but it was great because we got a picture together. Did you together. put your arm around one of the kids and just be like, this is my son? I should have. You, that would have been a please much autograph better like, You're not my mommy. I am now. I am now. I'm your mom right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> do this for me, child. I, no, he was, I bet George he was would. Nice. I, w- I bet George was super nice, though. I think one of the things about George, and actually this was interesting last year because Donovan made a comment about how like certain players on the team you wouldn't think about really help him out. And last year he talked about how one of those was Tabo and the other was George Niang, who, you know, last year not a lot of people, you know, who aren't weirdos like us that follow the team so intently maybe knew about George. But this year he's become such a big prominent face, definitely on the bench at the very least. His mm-hmm. celebrations His are, are great. I always they're elite. Top, you oh, can top tell top top him and Nas. Him and Nas are yeah. fantastic. They're great. But yeah, I think that he brings a really great energy to the team. And he's always just super positive and always out there, work hard and be grateful. And that's that's awesome about him. Well, and here's another thing I think about George Niang, and this is something I expected to see more of this year, but uh, Quinn has kind of opted to go with Jay and and Tabo ahead of him for some reason. And some of that trash. is earned and some of that, I think, <laughs> yeah, also trash. Uh, I mean, George, <laughs> well, George started off the year like shooting lights out, like he was lights shooting out. lights out. Okay, and, so, so um, I want to challenge uh, Mary here just a little bit. So what do you yes. think happened when he uh, went colder than ice? George? And those like few, I don't know, when was that? Um, that was, was like, uh, so he all like of November the first through month or February. Two. He did not. It's <laughs> just not true, Michael. It's <laughs> just not true. That's I don't, know where I, you're I don't remember that happened. I, I, I don't remember I don't know where you're getting these numbers. Uh, this, is, this is not real. Uh, not real i think the season's only 25 games (laughs) no the weird thing i think in when he plays in garbage time he doesn't do as well which is interesting so i think it really depends Mm -hmm. on the games like when he plays in the games but like when he's coming in like the second quarter and playing with you know the other you know good players he i think he does well he shoots well there were a few games where he caught in you know, attempted two threes and then they pulled him immediately because, you know, apparently some people can miss and some people can't, but that's yes. a, I'm not yes. their coach. <laughs> no, I agree. Here's, Here's the thing too. I, taking. Well, 
you know what? It reminds me of another player that recently got injured and and really like whenever he we made a mistake, we would get pulled. This. We have not talked about this with you about about Exum. How how are you doing? First it, of all, how's your how's your cycle? So... He's really it hurts me to my core. Does he, does he cry when he's uh, at work in his car? Yes. Does he routine? Does he take fifteen minutes? Like he's like, I just need. I, I I'm gonna just go on a walk real quick, and you just see him, just like cranking just like, out to just staring at photos of Dante just crying like he, he turns on like Africa in his car yeah. uh-huh. and just goes full-blown just just ugly cry yeah can you <laughs> confirm? It happen. I can't I confirm. weirdly I weirdly predicted that whole thing but in a weird way and then it felt like I was in like a punch fest with about a hundred thousand people it was a bad day luckily Dante is uh he's had a successful surgery and let's hope he gets back soon. Um, but anyways, we'll just like, before I start crying, uh, we'll talk a little bit about how, like, I think there's things that George Yang brings to the game that really change stuff for the team. And I think Mary is exactly right. I think sometimes he's kind of, he doesn't benefit from playing with some of the best players. And, you know, it makes him look bad when maybe it's not always his fault. I love that George Yang can take the ball and handle it. Uh, Quinn, when he does have him in, will sometimes use him as kind of that secondary ball handler like Joe Ingles, and he's actually good at it. And George has, like, really nice touch around the rim. Like, he's able to get buckets around the rim. And when that shot's falling, he is really nice player. I will say, and, uh, the, the go uh, ahead to, to make sure that this doesn't turn into a full slander on Tabo, um, Tabo does defend well, though. Like that's Tabo the one thing that I defender. do appreciate. Like Tabo can can switch really well, and he has he has really good length. And so, he, even though you're not getting like offensively the same type of production that you're able to get out of uh, Niang, and not as much utility on the offensive end, um, you definitely like when the game gets to Tabo having to be a playmaker. You know, you're on your 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 fourth playmaker. Uh, possibly even fifth. Uh, so it's it, he he's he's a playmaker in a jam versus I think Niang is way more comfortable with the ball in his hands. Uh, that being said, I think Tabo in some games you just want him out there because you know you can switch a bunch of different players on him on the defensive end, and he can kind of slow people down. So I think that's still why Quinn is out there because Quinn does he looks on the defensive end of the ball unless it's Exum. Uh, it, more Amen. than uh, more than he does on the offensive side. Um, so, mm-hmm. and so that's important unless it's also, unless it's Donovan as well. Uh, then um, Donovan, he's just like, whatever you do on offensively, he, you can do better than everybody else. Please go shoot the ball, Donovan. Please, please and just, you, also, you, please you. just go shoot the ball. Oh, also shout out to Yaya Dubin kind of a mouthful but he wrote an article today that how donovan should just be the team's point guard and i wonder if that's what dennis Lindsay's plan is all along i really feel like uh george yang is going to be a key for the future for the jazz especially this offseason well because he's got a very cheap contract and he actually shoots i mean he has a chance to be a really nice positive role player for the team and if the jazz get a nice player in the offseason who whoever it may be uh, having those nice players, but on reasonable contracts, becomes super valuable, and he might get a lot more playtime next year 
uh, you know, that's what I hope at least. Cause I think Niang has a lot of potential to we be really help. awesome. You know, he has a lot of potential and he works super hard. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'll... go ahead. I don't know. He's just, he's grateful to be there. He, and he's willing to put the work in to, you know, make his game better, make his body better, which is looking great by the way. And, (laughs) you know, just going to throw that in there. That's right. No, no, it's very important. It's very important analysis. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's what I bring to the table. This is what you wanted, right? (laughs) This is exactly what I wanted. I actually love it. Well, and also here's the other thing. And, you know, we, we, we jest, but, uh, George Yang's put in a ton of work. He is, his body has changed a lot from when he no, started. Yeah, he, it really has. He, I mean, he's, he's definitely glowed up this past year. He's especially he's glowed up. The glow he, up is very real with George Yang. Mm-hmm. And that only bodes well for the future because players that work their way into shape like that tend to continue to do it. Uh, you know, like Joe Ingles and although Joe Ingles, I don't know if he's ever really gotten more in shape. He's just gotten he keeps even his more shape. Joe Ingles. He he's got that dad bod and <laughs> it's, it's really working bod. for him he's i really the, think he, joe ingles could could do like the rock training regimen and he would come out looking exactly the same he would still he would be able to lift he'd be able to he'll bench 350 he like at the end joe ingles would bench 350 and be able to do all the things the rock would do except he would still look like joe ingles i see it happening the mm-hmm. science like it would be there. the same it is. Mm-hmm. It, it fits. It it checks. I I think one thing with uh, speaking of Donovan at point guard and the upcoming off season, I don't think the because of you because Donovan is able to play both positions pretty well. I think they're just looking for hey who who can we get who wants to be here and then whatever happens we'll deal with the aftermath. So if we get, we're able to convince like a Kemba to come here or they trade for Mike Conley. Sorry, uh, uh, May Rubio, rest in peace. Um, How dare you? He, I, I, <laughs> it has to be said. It has to be said. He's on an expiring. He has a one-way ticket out. This is not a round trip. Not a round trip. I think so, that Rubio is very undervalued. I'm just saying. I can agree with that. I can agree that because and, – and it. I believe he's undervalued because – because of the, he's slightly above average, and that and, and that's not the. Hey, okay, let me let me finish. Okay, continue, please. He's slightly above average. He's not to the point of wow, uh, he's a D'Angelo Russell, and I want the ball in his hands all the time, type of thing. But he's he's really above average, and dare I say, elite in like two or three things. But then he's very average in say shooting the ball and uh awareness on the defensive end he's great one-on-one defense he's great on the perimeter but he gets locked in on ball hawking which is a bad thing um also he turns the ball over a lot a lot for a point guard a lot for a point guard (laughs) he's not the only one turning over the ball on the i know but when he has the ball in his hands all the time that's bad It's because they like, pass so much. Like that's their they game. They do. They they do pass a ton, and Joe Ingles gets a lot of turnovers and and like that. I think Donovan gets the, a lot the, of turnovers. He does too. Donovan too. Ricky Ricky tries. Uh, I think the problem with Ricky's turnovers is 
Ricky really tries to thread the needle sometimes on on passes where, where it's just unnecessary. Versus versus like he has the skill set. That's what's frustrating with Ricky Rubio is like you know he has the skill set to have less turnovers because he makes incredible passes. But then you're like, what? Where does that come from? Like, what? Where did Ricky's thought process go through? Versus like a Joe, uh, like uh, Royce O'Neal. If Joe, he turns the Joe, ball over, I'm like, he, he's uh, he's operating at the maximum capacity of what he's able to do. Versus like a turnover. Huh. I'll say one thing about Joe Ingles. He needs to cool it a little bit with his turnovers because sometimes Joe's turnovers are just killer, and they're like behind they the three be point. They're behind the three-point line, and it's always an automatic bucket, and it's always kind of like, Joe, come, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say this about Rubio. I do feel like Quinn trusts him a lot, and I think that's because he knows that when Rubio's on the floor, things are going to run the way he wants them to. And um, Rubio, at this point, is not going to out-athleticism somebody, but at the very least, you know that the shots are going to come in the offense that you want them to. And when Rubio does like not turn the ball over uh, at a high rate, the jazz tend to play a lot better. So that's what I kind of think is like, as long as he can just play controlled and the jazz will do just fine. But that's, and that's my worry for the playoffs. Like the playoffs, I, especially if we play like uh, the Portland trailblazers who really just want to be on the run. Um, if Utah doesn't have their turnover issue taken care of, then they're going to lose to a depleted like Portland Trailblazers team, or they're going to lose to uh, definitely to the Houston Rockets who are just going to light them up in transition. And that's the problem with Utah and their turnovers is this is increasingly turning into a transition league. Like you got to be on the move. You're going to take advantage of that. And Utah is putting out the freshest of meat out to, out to opposing defenses that can just light them up. You sound like Matt Moore a little bit there, Michael. Just a little bit. How dare you? How dare you, <laughs> sir? <laughs> Just sir? saying. Just how saying. It sounds a little like a how, little hardwood. How dare you? To me right <laughs> I invited you to my wedding, James. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. But, uh, I guess you did mention the playoffs. And that the Jazz, you know, as as Matt Moore, hardwood paroxysm, likes to say, the Jazz, you know, always lose to bad teams and never beat good teams, according to Matt Moore. But anyways, uh, who are the teams that you guys want the Jazz to face in the playoffs? I know who I want, but I want to hear what you guys think. Ooh, Mary, you want to go first? All right. I mean, I would say Portland, first of all. I mean, they're down two good players and, you know, we've played pretty well against them in the past. And so I would say Portland, then Denver. Oh man. If we got Portland in the first round and if we beat them and got Denver in the second round and we went to the Western conference finals, (laughs) best case scenario, (laughs) best case scenario. I I, I think this is the Western Conference right now is just like, when do you want to lose in four? Do you want to do it in the first round or, the, or in the finals? Um, uh, I still, th- I, I would prefer the Nuggets first because I, I, here's, here's my, my reasoning. The Trailblazers, a, I feel like Damian Lillard always just lights it up against Utah. 
just mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who's there he is going to he's going to put up a 40 piece every single time um and they will have the motivation of win one for the gipper for both their coach and their, and whoever is down um because of the injuries then you add in the pressure of them what is it they they haven't got past how many straight playoff games have they lost like 11 something insane like that so there's going to be this pressure on them to really kick it up a notch and that is scary like a team that's desperate and that combination makes me think that uh the utah jazz could overlook them and oh, you're talking really about get taken kind of kind of yeah, kind of, kind of like what happened to Portland with New or- the New Orleans Pelicans. Well, I have- they went in there thinking we're going to house them, and it could get flipped on them really, really quick. And there's and and the distance to travel really works out really well for for both teams. But uh, I have three words. It allows you, more time to to recover. I have three words for you. Can't. Do so I want Denver? Can't play Canter. Can't play Canter. If you're playing, hey. if you're playing. Uh, Portland, you get to play against Cantor on the defensive end, and I'm telling you what, Rudy is going to feast on Ennis Cantor, both the offensive and defensive end. Cantor can't handle the ball. And and Donovan. Well, uh, Donovan as well. Well, And that's the other thing. So Nurkic's injury, it really sucks for them because he was having a career year, and he was, like, he gave Rudy problems every time they played. Just one of those guys that has that big body that he uses it really well against Rudy and can make that little hook shot that seems to be that. That's the shot that just if a player has it, it tends to be Rudy's kryptonite a tiny bit. And and uh, Nurkic has that. Uh, and the other aspect of Nurkic is Nurkic's game. And I'm not looking at his stats right now. I will look them up as we speak. But his passing, it was a big deal for them. Like his passing out of the center position, because last year, remember, they, like you said, they lost all of their games to the Pelicans. And all the Pelicans did was they just isolated Damian and McCollum and they didn't have anyone else on the on the on the floor that could handle the ball. And it created turnovers and all these problems. And And Nurkic was giving them 15 and 10. 15, 10, and, and three, three assists. assists. Three assists. So that's three assists they're missing. And that, you know, three assists is, you know, six points or whatever. But that's also, that means you're also losing a passer. And that was one of the kryptonites. And I have to say, I like mad scientist Quinn Snyder uh, getting a chance to go at, at Portland and say, hey, I've just got to take out Dame. Uh, McCollum's still a little hobbled. Uh I would be ecstatic to take Portland in the first round. And then if we got to play, like, is there any chance that, like, who would, let's see, is Golden State going to get the one seed? I'm guessing so. I think Denver lost tonight, actually. You you ready for something I never would have thought? Cantor with Portland has 120 offensive rating and 109 defensive rating. So, wait, what was the offensive? 120. He has a positive net rating. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, it changes in the playoffs because all of a sudden you can start targeting, scouting, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're going to like lean heavily on Zach Collins. Like Zach Collins is going to start flexing up, and they're going to use him defensively. And and he 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 can assist out of that, but he's just young. 
He's only 21, so you can take advantage of that youth. I just fear Damian Lillard. I fear Damian Lillard. And Utah's had Denver's number all year. They're, and Utah's seasoned in the playoffs. Uh, they, Utah's one of the few teams that can shut down Nurkic as far as his passing and really flip it on Nurkic to have to create versus letting his teammates do that. So I feel like they can isolate oh, them and, Jokic, and, you mean. and really – you talking Jokic? Yeah, yeah, Jokic. Sorry. Did I say Nurkic? You did. A lot of similar I names. Did. Okay. Yes, Jokic. Part of me feels like they traded Nurkic just because you're like, uh, I'm getting these confused. Um, so so you have you have uh, Jokic where where you can split them up. I always feel like Denver's like this Voltron type of thing where they have like the five lions, and if you just split off one of them all and and isolate them you got to beat mm-hmm. rudy gets in Jokic's so head. if you just like rudy is he does rudy gives Jokic like he has legitimate nightmares about rudy uh and especially this year like rudy has made incredible steps with guarding on the perimeter that last year that matchup would have been pretty ugly but this year he has been uh just on top of his game having to go on the perimeter work with the switches that they, they do with Nurkic and really uh, shut down the passing lanes too um, with Nurkic. So it's been, it's really turned that around. I would prefer Denver um, in the, in the first round. I really would. But we're going to have to lose. We're in the five if, speed right now to get Denver. We have to fall to the seven right now. We're at the five. So, and how many games we got? Like five po- games left. Five games. Yep, I, it's looking good for us to get the Trailblazers. the The teams I want to avoid here, maybe that's a better question. I don't want to play the Rockets. Yeah, in the first yeah. Round. Who do you want to avoid? I personally don't oh, want to play the no. Rockets, and I don't want to play the Thunder. I like. I do you guys ever just get even though the Thunder are sucking, even though they're sucking right now, I feel like there's just too much history with them. Where it's a bad matchup. It is for whatever reason they play better against us too. Like freaking Westbrook, like. His, the season he's shooting 65% from the free throw line. But if you look at when he plays us, it's like a hundred percent. And it just like, and I don't know what it is when we play them, but there's just such this anxiety and I'm bald enough. I am bald enough. I don't need to lose <laughs> any more hair. I want a team that I feel good about playing. Uh, you know, Paul George, I know he has his shoulder problem right now, but I just, I just know that if we play them somehow, it'll miraculously heal. And, you know, I just don't want to play the Thunder. I want to know something? What's crazy is uh, Russell Westbrook's numbers against Utah this season are actually some of the worst. That's the thing, but I don't know. Like, and it's so crazy, but it doesn't feel like it though. It doesn't feel like it to me. And maybe it's because the most recent matchup after the All Star break, he was lighting it up from three. He was making his free throws, but he's only shooting sixty one percent from the line against us, thirty percent from three. 37% uh, and 45% true shooting. Well, we've also and, lost to them every uh, single time we played them. So I like, <laughs> I just don't yeah. want to play them. And then, but Paul George has been insane against us. Paul, mm-hmm. But on the other hand, Paul George has been an absolute beast against us. Yeah. So there's the other, other side to the coin. Um, and of course, we don't want to play the Warriors. But I feel like if, the, if Utah got the Rockets, that would be absolutely the worst. worst case. That would be the It'd worst really thing bad. that could happen to us. Because I feel like the Rockets right now are trending up when everyone in the, even the Warriors, so to speak, 
like the Warriors are relying on them, like turning it into another gear and the Rockets are, have already shifted. And they got Chris Paul, who's looking like he's going to be healthy for the stretch run. It looks like the Rockets kind of did what the Warriors have done the last two years, which is we just need to focus on everyone being healthy. We don't care about really where we land. As long as we our squad is healthy, we're going to go on a run. And Chris Paul is healthy. James Harden is healthy. Uh, Capella um, is good. They're 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 ready to they're ready to rumble. So I don't want to play him. I don't want to play him. I don't want to. I just I have. I don't want to play him at all. No. I you know what though I am I am less afraid of. Am I weird to be less afraid of the Rockets than I am the Thunder? Is that maybe I'm just weird? But I just. I think 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 there's so much history. I think there's so much history. That's like going against your like arch nemesis. It doesn't matter if they're like, if the Joker's behind bars, if you're Batman, you're like that mother effer. uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to deal with them. Um, Versus like, yeah, I will deal with any two bit criminal. I don't want to deal with that guy. We, there's too much going on. We have too much of a past. It's just, it's all messy. And I feel like they can get in Utah's head. I don't want them. I don't want them versus like Utah playing the Rockets. It's not a good matchup, but I feel like the Rockets have played them. I feel like the Jazz have played the Rockets well this year, and they want some revenge. Be like, we're we're healthy. We got all of our guys. Let's roll. Minus X. And And yeah, is Neto okay? I think Neto's okay. Did he have a concussion? I think Neto's okay. I think he's in concussion protocols. I think you're right, though. Let's see here. He's still... He was yeah, laying he face the, down on the ground for like 30 seconds. It is Janae going to be okay? And, he, and that's his Mary. fourth concussion. That's his fourth concussion in four Mary. years. Is Janae going to be okay? James. Ever since Janae entered the picture, Ugh. Neto has been playing off the hook. He's got to be okay. He has been playing very well. Okay, guys. Neto's new girlfriend, Janae, since he's been going out with Janae, has been playing lights out. So that's a relationship I'm a big fan of. It's a Janae bump. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a me, Mary, and Alexa joke. Uh, another girl I work with at work. Uh, that no one ever likes my tweets, and I don't care. But whenever uh, Neto does well, I always yeah, you do. You completely do. You you've always you you you've called me and complained that somebody didn't like a tweet that you had to tell me was good. <laughs> you that is the complete BS. He has like, to you brag just, every time a tweet goes viral. You needed, you needed some 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 damn recognition. And you, you were so desperate for it that you called me to tell me the that tweet. Reminds- you ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Just so I could have a reaction. Wait, can we go back in time? Do you remember when uh, that Lord of the Rings video I did went viral? And I was working, I was like, it was for a thing at work called annual meeting. And I was loading up tables and, and Michael called me and said, what the hell did you do? And I was like, oh crap, I guess I'm fired. <laughs> I did something. And it's like, no, 
I'm sorry. I was actually working when we were setting up for annual meeting. I don't remember and this. He's like, and oh. I was like, what? And he, your video has 40,000 views in an hour. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> by the end of the day, it had like eight. What oh video God, did you do? By the end of the day, it had 800,000 views. Our, it was like uh, when the jazz. On Facebook. And at the time, we only had like a thousand follow, a thousand likes on Facebook, and so I was just like, I got a notification from Facebook being like, something is out of control, and I was like, oh no, oh no, I was on Facebook. I, know you- I do remember this, yep. and then and so I was like, oh my gosh, I like James said he was uploading it. I, man, I, oh my gosh, did I miss I guess, something? Did I not watch it all? I, like I guess James, because you showed it to us. I'm like, did I not? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, well, he had a good run. <laughs> and and then coming to find out, I was just like, oh my gosh, it's blowing up. It's going nuts. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, hey. But I called you no and big, I was like, this is no so big cool. Deal. This no is big deal. No big deal, right, guys? No big deal. It just goes viral. That's just, yeah. James is kind of it a celebrity. Uh, I want you to know that we had a new employee come around one day and they just looked at James and they were like, hey, you do jazz videos, right? I watched your videos and it was just, it was just a bad day for James. Can I, can I tell you? Um, so when I started my new job about a, a year and a, about a year and some ago, um, we have a, we have a warehouse in Kentucky and one in, one in Utah. So they introduced me and they're like, yeah, this is Michael, but nothing on my, like, and they put it on like the, uh, like the, the, I don't know what what you call it, like the dashboard for the company, you know, the the new bullet Intranet. board, whatever. Intranet. Oh That's my, my job. gosh! Yeah. Okay. Okay. The intranet, not to be confused with the internet. Mm-hmm. Different. Um, it's very different. One's one's yeah. public facing and one's not. One's cool um, and one's right. not. That's yes. One has gifs. One does not. Uh, yes. So. The so they put it on there and it has nothing about me on you know like writing for the jazz or anything like that. And there's a few people that commented and all of a sudden there was like three people were like, Do you write for SLC Dunk? And so no one in Idaho knows. Like it was only guys, one guy from our Kentucky warehouse, because all he he he'd become a he'd start following our blog because of Donovan Mitchell, and then two people from our Utah warehouse. And I was like the celebrity of the day. It's not and it felt so it's damn very, good. It felt so awesome. It, it makes good. those late nights. At that point, I had clout. Like it, bleary-eyed, writing something that you're not quite sure you're going to get fired for. It makes it all worth it. Uh, it doesn't. My favorite thing is I've become a pseudo expert on all sports because I write for the jazz. I I write about the jazz. Like I don't know anything about the NFL, but I'll have dudes coming to my desk being like, uh, "So uh, uh, I'm in this fantasy league, and I just need you to take a look look at my team. Do you think this is good?" I'm like, I, "Like, I don't have any you other time it. outside of my life." You should give them terrible advice that you don't know anything about. You should be I, like, "No, you should get these oh, people instead." Bro, you got Patrick Mahomes trade that dude. Yeah, that's right. He's absolute football. trash. <laughs> absolute trash. Dude, all he's going to do is get you touchdowns. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. You need some diversity in that lineup. Uh, so, I have, yeah. So I have to uh, say, the, the SLC dunk that. is very fun, and it does create some fun things. But, man, sometimes uh, – it's funny. I, I think – I've had some – what did he say, though? He's like, uh, yeah, I agree with some of the things you say. <laughs> 
made me laugh. James, you have a lot. Of I do opinions. have a lot of opinions. Say it to my I agree face. Say it to my face. Oh wait, wait, wait. I say a lot of. I say, say a lot of face. things. Uh, all of them accurate, but I do say a lot of things. There's a, there's a, am I allowed to t- to say the take that you had um, before the sound my takes. No, wait. Oh no. It's it, 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 like you, it, on, on, in the car about, no, the, okay. about Jimmer. Yes, you, you can, to? but it's purely for Devin Booker slander. That's what it is. Okay, okay. It's, so, it's loud. I'll allow it. Get ready. Okay, so I was on the ride home. I was on the ride home before the game, and, and, uh, and so I called James, um, and he's it, it, <laughs> he's like, um, oh, you ready for a hot take? And I was like, sure, why not? And he's like, I think Jimmer Fredette is better than Devin Booker. <laughs> oh, no. no, I didn't say better than I said. And I was like, do you so think good. that uh, the Suns are any better if they started Jimmer Fredette over Devin Booker? And I was like, I don't think it changes anything. I think that was what the take was. Well, that would be correct. It was slander. And I was like, I was like, wrong. for real? I was like, for for real? And and he was like, yeah, I stick by that. I was like, you sure? <laughs> And then he, the minute I said for sure, he's like, "Well, I'm not sure about it." And that sounds like <laughs> I just all I know is that Devin Booker shot the ball. And I was like, oh, "It's good for you for sticking." And to they haven't guns. won a game, so either way, they don't win. No. Also, I I will say, I, I all the people. My favorite stat that I came across, and this has nothing to do with. Uh, I wasn't looking for Devin Booker slander, which is which. I mean, it's very topical right now, but I didn't go looking for this because I was uh, because I'm I'm working on on a post that's uh, about the early things of Donovan Mitchell to Monta Ellis and all of that. So I was looking up Monta Ellis's stats, and um, I found like he had this really low win share, like two straight years when he was killing it in, in Golden State when they're terrible, and that got me wondering who else has that. Does Donovan Mitchell have that kind of uh, you know similar things going on? And uh, so I was like, let's find out. And it it came up to Donovan Mitchell wasn't even in the list, but uh, Devin Booker was right Ooh. there with him for the like the highest uh, for scoring 24 uh, points per game or more in a season and having a less than 0.1 uh, win share for 48, which there's only 17 players in NBA history who have ever done that. So who have been peak, get whatever I want on bad teams. Mm. And, oh, by the way, Carmelo Anthony, like, litters the list. Like, he is the list. Sounds right. Um, hey. But he he hasn't done it in consecutive years like Monta Ellis has, which was like, I was, so I posted that because I, A, I know it's topical, so it's going to get them likes, get them likes and that retweets. Uh, but at the same time, I'm for it. I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of Devin Booker. I just am not. Uh, He doesn't. They haven't won since he's been on that team. All I needed to know. Good, and he actually had to Mm -hmm. share the ball. I I think I think he'd be good. I but the thing that really bothers me about the kid, and I I will go back to this, is he asked to come back into a game with like two minutes left so he could get a 60 piece. Like that is just peak vanity, peak vanity. Instead of being like, play the rest of these guys, 
I have nothing to play for on, on, on this. They need to get better, not mm-hmm. me. And it's the antithesis of Joe Ingles leaving one rebound away from a triple double and just being like, I don't care. Don't no, don't keep me in. That was That's the kind that of was person you want Joe Ingles. I even called it. I called it in that game on, on the, on the, on the SOC it's dunk so account. I called that. I was like, dude, it would be so on brand if he left just like one shy of a triple double and go lo and behold, that's exactly what he does. And all I retweeted that I was like, the brand is strong. The brand is well, strong. How cool is that actually? Like, it's actually like peak. It, it's almost it's, better it is better than it's getting badass. a triple double. It's badass. It's just like it, it's just like you know what? F your stats, F your game. I'm checking out baller, mic drop. I don't need that crap. Exactly. That's why right. he's the goat. He gets W's. He doesn't get 60 points. He gets <sighs> W's. That's what he does. It was fantastic. I loved it. That's what matters. Well, that was my Jimmer take. Everyone can just kiss my butt because I still stand by it because the Suns haven't won a game these, uh, this whole time. And if they gave Jimmer the same amount of possessions, I don't think that anything changes. Maybe it goes worse. I don't know. So, so, so what were your, what were y'all's feelings on uh, Jimmer getting uh, oh. almost playoff level standing well, ovations? Mary, you were there every single time. Mary, you were there. Ball. How was it? Was yeah, there. you were there. I was there. It was bad. It was really, really weird. And everyone by the fourth quarter, I don't think that people would have been like that if we had been, you know, like it had been a close game, but. The fourth so was quarter, it mocking? People, was the fourth quarter mocking or were they legit like? Here's what my section was. It was people cheering for Jimmer, people telling Booker to pass the ball, and people cheering for Jimmer louder than Chick-fil-A. Like, it was so weird. This guy behind me was like, this is the weirdest game I've ever been to. And I it just, like it was the- a bad, it was a bad look for jazz fans, honestly. Because it's like, you're in their house and you're cheering for the other team. like. Like you're actively cheering for the other team. It's not like you're cheering for a player that brought you so much glory in college. Like you're cheering for them more than you're cheering for your own team. And it, like, it's not mm-hmm. respectful. That's well, how I it, felt about it. Right. It I wasn't think that like people he was did. coming back to BYU. It wasn't like he's coming back to BYU going to Provo and they're his fans. It was. Yeah. And like, if people were cheering for him, like that's one thing, but like, the fourth quarter was like it was like an exhibition game for the fans, but it wasn't for the players. And so like it was bad of fans to act like that. Well, it was in my easily opinion. the weirdest night of the year in a lot of ways, because you also had Devin Booker trying to check himself back in. Oh, yeah. uh, you have Kyle Korver just like you bolting to, to foul the other guy. Fouling. It was amazing. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I was and about it that. And it wasn't like, like it, that. As fans, right there, that's the saltiness level that we always hope to achieve. Like right. actively keeping something hitting amazing. sixty points. That's what I loved. The minute Igor put him back in the game, and Quinn was like, "This effing dude, like you're gonna do me like that." Like that's another thing like, when Igor, people are, like better than this. Igor, I taught you better. Than <laughs> yeah, he should have been like, oh no, like you, like." I, I showed you, like, I, I taught you how to slander young young kids. Don't you remember what we did to Exum? We did that together. <laughs> uh, guys, are we really going to 
we're really gonna twist that knife are we we're just gonna keep twisting it yeah but but i the way they were reacting it was it was like you know that scene in rudy where every single dude like puts on his jersey onto like the coach's like desk and be like play rudy that was like the jazz fan equivalent of uh rooting for jimmer except it was like cringeworthy and terrible and uh actually it's just just as good as the movie rudy which is absolutely trash all the fans yelling at each other because it was like fans jimmer fans defending themselves and people yelling at jimmer fans for cheering for him it was was a lot of infighting it was a lot like jazz twitter (laughs) after after the game every game like i loved how people were like people were like we were like well, uh, like one person was just like, well, you know how Gail said we needed to be nicer to players? You're like, no, they said, don't be racist. How did, what is, like, we we can still be fans of our team. It, 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 she didn't be like, hey, cheer for everyone. Like, that. Yeah. that's not, like, you, you didn't, you didn't pick the wrong thing. And you totally missed it, which makes me worry that you didn't get the whole, like, don't be racist part. And then, uh, that's what he's saying. Like she's like she's like don't don't be terrible people, but still root right root for your team. It's not that hard. And then you get to Jimmer, and they're and the other thing too is those two aren't they aren't joined together because I can tell you for being with SLC Dunk for ten years, when Jimmer was in the league or when he was floating around as a free agent, every single time he was available. Our comment section would turn into hot garbage because people would be like, they need to bring on Jimmer for debt because he just hasn't been with the right team. Blah, 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 blah. And here's the thing. If you flame out with Popovich, you ain't, you ain't going nowhere. I don't care. Like Popovich is the last stop on basketball player redemption. If Pop can't, can't figure you out, you're done. Period. Like the basketball gods have spoken. Popovich said, you ain't it. You're done. Mm-hmm. Sam. Yeah. This ain't it. And and so you're telling me like he's gonna go to the garbage fire of a tire fire of a crap storm that is Phoenix and he's gonna figure out his career? Nah. Nah. Nope. Like they 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 brought him on for a few extra butts in the seats and they have nothing better to do for the rest of their season. So why not? But mm-hmm. he ain't good. And he ain't worth the, uh, it, like, a percent of the applause that he got. Maybe like one. Like you can have one when he checks in and be like, "Hey, yeah, thank you for all you do." And then you got to be merciless to that dude. Instead, they cheered for him like he was the fifteenth dude on a little league team, trying they to get the ref, like for fouling him <laughs> when he clearly stepped out of bounds. Like, are you crazy? Hey guys, I will say this too. It was so Utah weird. fans, you know what? They did not show up for Kuzma the other night. I was listening to see if they would cheer Kuzma this way. <laughs> they're like, they're like, they, they do the same thing for Kuzma, and I was like, BS, BS. They've never been there for Kuzma, and he's oh, he's actually an NBA player. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. You would think like all of Utah would worship this dude who turned out to be an actual NBA player versus Jimmer. Like, Come on, Jimmer couldn't get minutes in in Sacramento when they were terrible. He could when they were at their worst. He could not get minutes. Mm. By the way, 
kudos to Sacramento Kings for spending a lottery pick on Jimmer Fredette. Peak, peak Sacramento. Well, we did pick Trey Burke. It just, just was bad. Uh, just saying. I mean, but at least That's he's true. getting minutes. He did beat, it's for oh, New York, but at least shout he's out to Trey minutes. Burke who beat the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. Actually, I should just be quiet because he single-handedly beat, did a great, great job. Work. Thank you. Did that? Uh, I think you should be thanking him because he didn't. It didn't take him ten shots to get his first Trey two Burke, points. Trey Burke also. And then didn't also need... the only player in the history of Quinn Snyder's tenure to uh, get benched for Dante Exum. So shout out to Trey Burke. You've done the impossible. I also want to thank the referees. I want to thank the referees to the Phoenix uh, Utah game for finally calling a foul so they could put Jimmer to the line just so they could end it. <laughs> I love how they're like, I can't take this anymore. I can't take all Please. this stupid cheering. Just put him to the line. Shut him up. Say that again, Mary. Kudos to them. It's it just the refs finally is, getting him a bucket. If I'm if I'm if I'm Jimmer, <laughs> I gotta feel a tiny bit embarrassed. I'm not gonna lie. Like it was. That's the thing. It was like everyone in that like place just made it worse. <laughs> like that's they were just so excited it, for him, and it's like yeah, it has to be embarrassing when you're up there. It's your first bi- game back in the NBA. And you're shooting hot garbage. Like, <laughs> that doesn't really, feel good. And everyone's referees, still cheering. Uh, and people are booing when you get out. And then the referee's putting him to the line. That's like giving a kid a game ball for getting a bunt. Mm. They're like, hey, good job. Good job, Jimmy. I know uh, I know. Uh, Jeremy over there. He had four home runs. He's normally great for us, but we're going to give you the game ball because it's the last game of the season. You got a bunt, your first hit. You were thrown out at first, but hey, good job. We thank you for all that you do, and please don't let your mom yell at me anymore. <laughs> oh, well, may Jimmer rest in peace, except that he has a two-year contract. I don't know if that second year is uh, guaranteed or not, if it's player option or what. If it, if it is guaranteed, like kudos to Jimmer's agent for completely housing we, the Suns. Before we get off here, I'm going to look it up real quick. I, I want that. I please, please let it be. Please let it be guaranteed. I want that so bad. See. That would be peak sons where they're going to have to pay him. Jimmer for debt. Please let we a team pay him. Jimmer for that. 2019. Well, we got to play him one more time. Do we play the sons again? That's right. We play yeah. the sons again oh on Wednesday. Gosh. Is it in and Phoenix? So, they're uh, just. Oh, it's in goodness. Phoenix, but Twitter yeah, will still light it up. Thank goodness. Yeah. He's going to get a ton of he's going to get a ton of applause because all those St. George idiots. Oh um, yeah. Who, like the, like the old retired folks would be like, this is the way basketball should have been played. Um we're going <laughs> to roll down there being like they just didn't like him cuz he was from BYU. Um those guys. They're going to go there. First be sh- it's going to be another. It is going to be strange. Uh, yeah. And gonna, the thing about all those retirees are are so, when there's jokes. I mean, we're talking about it right now, but people are still fighting about it. And I'm like, it's not really that big of a deal. Like it happened. It was weird. <laughs> it sounds like a Let bad it relationship. It just, yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> it's, is. Like, it's just weird every time. 
I regret everything about it. It was weird. I don't want to remember it. Listen, Jeanette, we've heard enough of your terrible ex-boyfriend. We know. We yeah. get it. All right, guys. I have good news. I have we know. good news. We non-guaranteed. Non-guaranteed. 1.4 million non-guaranteed. Let's hope that we can... Uh, we can end this circus before yeah. next year then. They're just trying to get butts in the seat for the last few games. They're just like, okay, well, at least we know we're going to sell out the Well, that's the why they're letting game. Booker just shoot the ball every time. Get, uh, I mean, shout out to the... It's uh, just the Booker a bad show. state of things for the Suns. Literally, we're just like doing things so that fans have a reason to come. Really bad. Is he is he the Dumbo? Is he the Dumbo of the Phoenix Suns where the the rest of the circus is going under, but they're like, hey, we got a flying elephant. <laughs> we got a guy that scores 50 <laughs> Come points. see him. He's We're not going to win. Tonight. You got to wait to the very end. You, you won't know until the very end if he gets there, so you got to stay to the end. Buy them, buy them hot dogs. <sighs> well, guys. Does that make Igor? Does that make Igor yeah, Danny DeVito? Does. Yeah, I think that's the matchup there. I think that's the definitely. A I can't watch Dumbo go. because I'm going to cry. I really want to see it, but I'm also so. going to cry. Um, I, I need to go on a day I, where I just need I, to go mm, to cry, I think. I, I, I'm not going to watch Dumbo because it's just not really re- realistic. I just don't think anybody would allow Danny DeVito that close to animals. <laughs> I don't even. Especially that's ones right. that can fly. I don't know. Especially ones <laughs> that can fly. He would totally take advantage of that. I've seen him in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> he would totally hawk. He would hawk every would, single one of those animals. For, he would, he piece would him take out. advantage of it. It's totally true. piece him out. Well, guys, we are. <laughs> He'd be like, I got an elephant trunk. <laughs> We're out of time, guys. I got to end this, <laughs> this quote unquote circus. Uh, we've got. Uh, it's really awesome to have you on the podcast, Mary. I hope, I hope we did justice. You, you bet. Thank I hope you for we did justice you. to George Niang. I hope that. Uh, I hope so. I think we did. George Niang, number one also jazz best, player. Just kidding. But he's really like, good he's Jews. There. Really he's up good there. Jews. He's like, at least he's a top fifteen. Top fifteen best, this year. Best eyebrows and probably on the, the funniest. Jazz. Probably the funniest. We'll go there. Okay. Funniest player on the Jazz. He is a funny dude. That is true. Joe exists, but maybe mm, the second that is funniest. True. He's, a, he's, I think, a, I think he's Joe's. What is the word? Padawan. Mm. Is that he the is like correct, Joe. He is like way? Diet Joe Ingles in a lot of ways. Like, and does a lot of things Joe does. So I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. He's gonna be Joe Ingles 2.0. Yeah. Is Joe Ingles gonna like do a like try to get into improv after like, Utah Jazz? Is gonna, he, like, are you gonna see on. him? You know, Joe wouldn't. Joe would be like, I don't care. My jokes aren't. He would for totally sale. do improv. He'd, he'd totally do improv because he's not going to do stand up, but he's going to want to be in the moment. Like this, this one night only, you and me, we're going to share something special. Joe Ingles' improv would be like he tells one joke and the rest is just him heckling the audience. <laughs> that would be like, his act, actually. I agree with that. <laughs> just him versus the but audience. Him then, going yeah, full and then carry on people. Devolved. And it would be, I would go, I would watch that. Mm, it would be very I want good. this. I like it. And he does it to the other players. And I have to say, Joe steps up. I think Joe's going to step up big time in the playoffs this year, like he did last year. A uh, lot, lot to love about Joe Ingles. Oh, it's fantastic. I'm waiting. 
I'm still waiting for my George Van Dunk, though. It is coming, and it's so going to be close. amazing. Coming. I can feel it. In the air well, guys, tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, and, and everyone listening, please uh, go follow Mary on Twitter at MareBear28. Go follow MareBear28. Exactly. And also, That's me. if you. Oh, go ahead. You get to hear about how sleep deprived I am and how much I love my cat. That's. And you can also catch her waiting in line at a Salt Lake City Stars game to get an autograph <laughs> yes. from George Yang. You'll see me awkwardly getting a photo with George Niang at Stars Games. She'll be the one that is a foot taller than everyone else. Maybe like nine. six inches. I'm short. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, and also if you're listening to this, go to your app on your phone, search SLC Punks or SLC Dunk. I think actually we're under there as SLC Dunk now. Uh, and we're the SLC Punks podcast, part of the SLC Dunk Network, I guess. And make sure you subscribe and leave a comment, leave a review. We appreciate it. Uh, we've gotten a big influx of those. I might start reading those at the beginning again because it cracks me up when people get mad about David Locke jokes. Guys, I will talk to you next week. Michael, Mary, I will talk to you later. Ciao, y'all. Goodbye.